This is Big O, and you are now tuned into the official TRL Talks podcast. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to TRL Talks podcast. Big O here, or Oinda here, or the Retro Liaison, or what? Again, whatever the fuck y'all want to call me. I'm back. Happy Wednesday. Happy, I guess, middle of the week. Hope you guys have been good. Hope everybody's feeling positive about the week and all of that type of stuff. I'm feeling fine. Um, I'm kind of in the thick of school right now. So, you know, that's that's there. But yeah, I mean, the year is drawing to a close just like that, just like that. I'm like, I'm a little anxious, but I feel all right. I feel like everything is going as planned. So we thank God. Um, I'm here with somebody special. I always introduce everybody as somebody special, and I feel like I, I always I always say okay, somebody special, but somebody special, somebody I love, somebody I respect. And I'm gonna let her introduce herself. Well, first things first, we're all special in the eye. Everybody's special in the eye of the Lord, I'll be exact. Yeah, yeah. So it's exactly. good that you introduce everybody as special. That's very good. Hi guys, my name is Moni Ashibodu. Um, what do I do? I do a lot. You know you what? Do a lot. Are, you do a lot, girl. Tell me to intro myself. It's very awkward because I'm like, ah, where do I start from? Like, um, so I have a podcast called Welcome to the Jungle. I do TV. I do radio on Bounce Radio Live. Uh, what else do I do? I have YouTube. Moni talks. I'm a hustler. You know, I'm a go getter. But I'm gonna be a retired housewife. That's what no, I, be. I, was telling, I was on the phone with my mom and dad the other day and I was like, listen, hustling spirits is nice. So and don't get me wrong. I'm going to work hard. But like <laughs> if I had the opportunity to not do so, I really I, I would love to just find somebody maybe well into their 40s that's just looking for one small girl to just be fine <laughs> in their house. You know, like it's time for me to oh, rest. The way crypto and stocks is moving, my dear, you don't need to find somebody in their forties. You don't even need to be forties, guy. Exactly, bruh. Yeah, we'll see, shall we'll see. God, please give me some rest because this hustling vibe. I don't know. Hey, girl, I'm gonna tell my daughter, marry rich, baby. Marry rich, period. Like, and you need to to lay that foundation from early. That's the only thing that I'm seeing because low key, I'm seeing a lot of my peers, and I'm like, you know, these people started when we were when we were a bit younger. And me, I was still following foolish, foolish people up and down, chingon people. Me, I'm a lower girl. That's why. So even if when people have nothing, me, I'll be like, oh, but he has potential. Yeah, you cannot marry potential. <laughs> all right so um so i know you used to be like a diaspora babe and all that before you yes i did but i decided to <laughs> to, jack back, to, jack your things to Lagos. yes i was actually um i was born in america and then i got shipped back to nigeria when i was like i think how old was i maybe like seven or eight for like four years then i got mm-hmm. shipped back to america um then by the time I graduated college, I was like fully immersed into like Nigerian Nigerian entertainment. culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was so like I was so amazed by like Nigerian entertainment because when I was in high school, like my last year of high school, I started working for a company that used to throw like Nigerian parties. Mm-hmm. We used to bring, like Nigerian artists to America. Like we were the first ones to bring Wizkid to America. Yeah. So that's how I met like a lot a lot of artists that I know. So by the time I graduated, my last year of college, I had started a YouTube show called Money Talks. Money Talks yeah. And by that time I was interviewing like celebrities and stuff. And then I was like, ah, 
almost I can't be waiting for these celebrities to come to America. I need to move to Nigeria. The move so and keep them where they're at, right? Yeah. So like within two weeks of me like move within two weeks of me graduating, I have packed my bags and I bought a one-way ticket. But girl, that was a big mistake. But we thank God we're here now. So that's that's deep because me, I'm even thinking about myself, bro. Because you know, when I started college, I my experience is different because I was born and raised in Nigeria always was there and then I left when I was about like 16 mm-hmm. to college mm-hmm. so I've, I've been in New York now I want to say like this going on like 10 years god damn it I need to get the fuck out. Wow, god damn. when I say it, it doesn't even feel it doesn't even feel real but I've been here I got I was here since 2012 wow. and then my plan was to do was to do my undergrad and as soon as I finished undergrad I was gonna move back home right mm-hmm. 2017 came my parents were like um I don't know what it is that you think you're coming here to but like <laughs> now might not uh-huh. be the time I was like okay let me let me just wait it out a couple of years couple years passed I'm working I'm doing all of this shit my life is building I'm like wait no no way I'm still here and then the whole I think the whole conversation now with like those of us that are still here and our parents in Nigeria is like oh don't come like Lagos is not it's right now this and that and that I'm like you know what fair enough whatever I'll just I'll thug it out for a couple more but I'm definitely leaving New York I don't know but it was bold of you to just like pack up what year was that was it like 2015 2016 um yeah it was 2015 and none of my family lives in nigeria like none yeah i was talking to i think your experience is like similar to one of my other friends um jessica who oh yes 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 we knew yeah that. yeah so she yeah she was on she was on podcast like two years ago and she was talking about how she was just kind of like her parents were just looking at her like what even are you doing you don't know nothing you've never actually fully lived there at least you had like gone for a couple of years, even though you were much younger. So like, I don't even know how that yeah. would have necessarily helped your experience, but like her parents were just looking at her like, so what the hell are you going to do? So I, I imagine like not necessarily having like a family system, like in Lagos, when you moved must have been like, must have thrown you off a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've never really, I've never really lived with my family to be honest. So it wasn't like, okay. yeah, it was never, it wasn't, but Nigeria, man. Um, yeah because like, lagos is a culture shock for honestly anybody. i just feel like if you can live in lagos you can live you can anywhere. live anywhere facts facts and, facts, facts. and new york as well i feel like if because i cannot live in oh whenever people tell me like they're oh they want to move to new york i'm like um but why? new york is the, it's the ghetto unless like it's you got a lot of money ghetto. like nah this is not the people are like they're moving i'm like you're moving here for for what though but like to some extent i guess because a lot of people that are moving here are people that are trying to do fashion and mm-hmm. shit like that and so i'm like yeah, okay, something like you know that what? i get that but like i still wouldn't do it though like go to la i don't know like the only reason i would understand someone moving to new york is like they found some rich white guy who got a Ooh. house a penthouse in Manhattan, bro, not an island or something, bro. New York is not sweet if you don't have money. Like, there's nothing to enjoy here. 
it's just but then again i'm coming from a very jaded standpoint and i have friends that are like oh my gosh i could never leave this city i love it so much i'm like <laughs> believe, in your sex and, believe in your sex and the city family. that's the problem a lot Not of me girl <laughs> every time i come to new york like even when i was in college and i used to come to new york because obviously like i would talk to guys in new york and stuff mm-hmm. i would really take like the mega bus to come for one day from dc and i would go right back home like in the mm-hmm. I'll come in the morning and the evening I'm home. I'm like, nah, I can't sleep here. Let's get up. This is vibes though. I've been like once and only, I really liked it there. I've only been once. Only once. Can you imagine? And I live like two hours away. What? Just once. Oh, that's crazy. What girl, me and my friends, we always take the mega bus to New York. And like you can literally go to New York in the morning and be back in the evening. In the evening. Before. I know. I th- that's exactly what I did. Me and my friends just went for a weekend. I was like, oh, I kind of love it here. Like in my mind, I wanted to move there. Like that was gonna be my next step. But I'm not moving nowhere on the East Coast no more. I'm good. I, I gotta move but, like down south. Moving tonight. You don't see yourself moving to Nigeria? I do, girl. That's what I'm trying to say. In December, when I went home, I pres- I had a whole presentation to my parents. I was like, listen, guys, I am because I knew like they were gonna be like, hell no. I'm like, guys, I'm moving, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. My parents are like, um, oh you see, that's the difference. See, my parents cannot tell me what and what's not to do. Truthfully, like, yeah, truthfully. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Truthfully, if mm-hmm. if it was a situation where like my parents don't necessarily really be telling me what to do, they never have. They usually just trust my judgment. I they just kind of, I just kind right of there. felt for them a little bit because I could kind of see like they have, without getting into detail, they just they just feel they just don't want me to like I guess be in any inconvenience but i'm like i mean you people i'm in inconvenience anywhere i live in new york i'm stressed out like it's gonna be fine you need to move to atlanta girl that's where it's at like oh girl i went to atlanta i was like and the men there don't know how to dress (laughs) oh my god i was are you going going there for the men that that dress the vibes (laughs) just was like this place is giving me i really want to move to houston i think that that's where like it was i moved to houston back in 2017 and i hated it you hated it i go to houston every summer and i love it i hated it i came back to nigeria my three top options were were houston dc miami 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 is Miami, when people are like Miami, I, I get that, but I don't know. It's a vibe. I don't know. So I, I'm thinking I'm going to do the transition. So move from New York. Once I'm in grad school right now, so I'm trying to finish that out. So once that is done, I'm doing um I'm doing branding and integrated communications. So I'm getting like a PR like specification, and all of that type of shit. I do like I do like digital communication, social media engagement type of work in my like day job. Oh, that's dope. That's so that's dope. what I'm yeah, doing. So I'm looking for a remote job. <laughs> do you get, <laughs> bro, mind you, I'm in the process of like transitioning jobs right now. And like, people are really like trying to come back in the office. And I'm like, wait, why? Cool. So why though? Why? I don't get the point of it. Even with school now, like I'm going in once a week and I'm like, okay, so what was the point though? What was the reason? Even that once a week, what are you going for? Guy, my school is in Harlem. I live in Jersey. Oh gosh. Guy. Anyway, mm, back to you. So <laughs> I've turned this into me. Into me. <laughs> so um, I want to know like where, 
like because you're obviously very very passionate about like music and stuff like mm-hmm. I want to know like where that like kind of comes from because I know for me obviously I grew up in like a, a creative household my dad my dad was a DJ all of these things so like I grew up around all of these types of influences so that was where like my passion for like music and entertainment really came from came from for me but like where like did your passion for music kind of come from and like um I why are you my, like I think my passion came from so when I moved back from Nigeria I moved to Minnesota mm-hmm. <laughs> and i live with one of my aunts minnesota oh yeah i know and it's a lot of nigerian people there funny enough like you know it's a lot of nigerians everywhere just be finding our ways to like different corners of the earth somebody i met the like in school the other day was like oh they're um they lived in alaska i was like excuse me and they were nigerian yes i'm like excuse me alaska oh wow that's crazy and they were like oh there's people there like there's actually like they had like a bunch of Nigerian friends. I was like, you had who? In Alaska. Hey, long, long, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, um, living with my aunt in Minnesota, she that she put me onto like the band, Mohits, even though uh, the band is like Voldemort now. He mm-hmm. should not be. But <laughs> yeah, she put me on <laughs> Mohits and like, man, that was like the greatest era of my life. I feel like I discovered gold. Like mm-hmm. I was just so, I was just so entertained by one day. Cool. No, you, no, you discovering yeah. Afrobeats in Minnesota. I'm telling you, I do you know what's so funny living in Nigeria, like when I was younger, honestly and truly, I feel like my dad sent me to Nigeria because honestly, I did not know I was Nigerian. Like I just thought I was some American being. I was going like, to, I was going to ask about that. Like if, when you, when you got there, like, cause there's people that like will leave and go to Nigeria, but like they already had like a Nigerian kind of like network in America. No, I did not. And I was so young. Like I was, I was so confused. And literally the first place that I slept was the redeem camp because I came to what? Roma. I'm telling you. And they took like my guy. He was hey, good. I said, what is going on? You see? <laughs> like when they took, it was like, they dropped me on another planet. Like I felt like I was. Like, and you were like, what did you say? You were like seven, eight. Yeah. I was probably like seven mm. or eight. Like, I literally felt like I was on another planet. I said, how can they be doing this to me? Where am I? Like, what have I done? What was the reason though? I mean, I guess, I mean, obviously they tricked me. They said I was only going for two weeks. Yeah. Ago. As, as they usually do. <laughs> I'm going to visit my grandma. So, so, so which stupid grandma will go for? <laughs> <She must. laughs> Wait, her soul rest in peace. But I didn't visit my damn grandma. My ass came there to come and suffer for four years. Oh my God. It was terrible. See, I'm telling you, that was like the worst four years of my life. Like I hated Nigeria so much. My, I mean, I like my boarding school shot. I went to Babington Macaulay Junior Seminary. I'm not sure. Mm. I see do. They put me in a bush so I won't run away. Um, so, um, yes, it was definitely a culture shock for me. Um, I listen, obviously, like I listened to Nigerian music that I, like I heard like Style Plus and stuff like that, but I don't think like I really understood it until like I didn't really understand music. Yeah. Until, like, yeah. Until I moved with like my aunt, like we used to listen to everything like American music, Nigerian, and she's a big Nigerian music lover, mm-hmm. like to everything. But Mo Hits was like what she loved. And then I don't know, I kind of just like, got immersed into music like even going into high school like I would realize that obviously like like I said I threw parties and stuff mm-hmm. I realized that everybody was always asking me about like new music and things like that on social media because I think I got on Instagram 
and Twitter, maybe like 10th or 11th grade. And I was always talking about music. So people were always asking me about music. And then when I got into college, that's when I said, oh, I think I should try the money talks thing out. And yeah. I feel you. I kind of like when I was in college, I was so frustrated because again, I moved from Nigeria. So I was already very much in, in the culture, into the whole thing. Like it was my whole life. Right. And then I came here and at that time, this whole Afrobeats Africa to the world thing was like nowhere to be found. So like we would go to parties in college. I'd be so frustrated because there would be like maybe like a 10 minute like window where they'd be like, oh, shout out to all my Africans. And then they would play like Ashao by Flavor. Oh my God, that thing annoying. Then they will play Alingo. You know that Alingo remix that has like some Jamaican They still do that thing to do. Because I go to America maybe like three times a year. I went Mm -hmm. on maybe like a couple months ago and they just play songs that we don't even play anymore. Play, exactly. Even now, even now that we're at that point where it's like, oh, Afrobeats is like global and blah, blah, blah is still very much like if you go to the club as somebody that lives in that has lived in nigeria and then goes to to a nigerian party here Mm -hmm. there's still like a very big there's still a very big gap in the way like in the way the djs are in the way the parties are in the way the culture is it's just weird however at the very least is you you will still sit yeah they're trying they're trying at that time shout out to all my africans a shower remix please a lingo remix plays with that Jamaican dude on it. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll play um at at one point if the way that um if and Joanna had a chokehold like huh, 2016 that if Joanna Soko that was it. So it's just kind of like, and like I joined like the African Student Association. So I was really just like desperately trying to put people on and trying to play our shit like at parties and like throw parties ourselves so like we could play our own music because like there was like nowhere for like us to go to like be like fully immersed in like our own shit, our own culture, our own music. So it it was just crazy. So like I had a similar, um, similar experience. It was stressful. That shit used to piss me off. I would just like kind of, and like it was crazy because then they knew like the ASC girls because it was like me and like four of my friends. And so when they would say like, oh, shout out out, out to all my Africans, then everybody's like hyping us up to go to the front where the DJs, I'm like, yo, we heard this shit last. I actually forgot to tell you, I just realized because you said ASC, I actually used to like do music. I used to like perform, I used to sing at ASC. Oh my God. I always forget did that you, part of it. Did you rap? Because a lot of the like Nigerian girls, especially the Yoruba girls at that time, used to yeah, rap. I actually sang. Like I sang. Um, Were you I, good? Were you good? I was okay. Like I still have stuff on like YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah, feel I was, like a lot of people did that too. And like we were there was a lot of girls, like there was a couple of girls on my campus that used to rap and stuff, and like we're doing like knockoff mochada. I was like, you know what, Madu, we'll put you on. Come perform at the show, girl. What I mean, I think she's living the baby girl lifestyle right now, being like being, you know, kind of just the you know, a wife. She got money, she's chilling. I think she's chilling. Okay, so you just I think you just like recently had like your third most playlist. I did. How was that? How did you feel about it? It was cool. It was a lot of stress. Shout out to John. I can Walker. imagine, man. I'm not the girl to be putting, bruh, to be putting together events. What is that like? Especially in Lagos. 
So uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Chasing artists up and down is very, very, very stressful. So let me tell them what most playlist is. First of all, mm-hmm. most playlist is pretty much like a live showcase that I put together to, you know, uplift and um, uplift like upcoming artists for people to come see them perform. It's like a mini version of industry night. So mm-hmm. what I do is I just get like five upcoming artists that I'm really feeling or rising artists and then I get them to perform um I won't lie Johnny Walker definitely convinced me to do this last one I wasn't interested in doing it mm-hmm. shout out to them. they put their money where their mouth was and you know but it was still stressful because I had to look for five artists my five artists kept changing and changing because some would cancel then I would have to look for someone else to do it then ugh, like someone literally canceled maybe like two days before the show and I needed to find someone to replace but yeah I was happy with my final five that's good you know that's that's almost like I would expect that probably putting the show together would be would be stressful but I'm I'm kind of surprised by the fact like the whole like chasing artists down thing I'm telling you you would think that like a lot of people would be super eager to like it's funny because the people that were super eager to perform were people that were like mostly known like King Mm -hmm. Perry um King Perry he signed to Timaya like yeah he didn't like any trouble at all like I called him like three days before the show like two three days before the show I was like oh rehearsals this day like I needed him on three different days rehearsal to shoot and he came he didn't give he was the least stressful that's and crazy popular you would think people that are trying to like build their community build their fan base would be more eager to like no. be on a platform because you've built a good platform again this is the third one like everybody knows what most playlist is and like it's like you know like it's 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 an opportunity so i don't know that's crazy to me but then again you know people managing people and coordinating people is just a lot of a lot of shit one the one there was even one that um i went to his uh, album listening my friend invited me to his album listening and i think Mm -hmm. i thought he was so dope and i was like damn i need to get him on my show so i reached out to my friend and he was like oh yeah here's his manager's number just hit him up so i hit up his manager that one is asking me for my instagram accounts and i'm like what, what? Does my instagram account have to do with your artist anyways i went back to my friend and i was like this manager is not serious he's asking me for my instagram account my friend was like oh just hit up the artist directly so mm-hmm. i hit him up but then i think he wants to tell his manager his manager texted me oh what gives you the right to message my artist i said I what? <laughs> how are I said, people running yo it's crazy because me and my friends were just talking about this thing yesterday about like how crucial your management is to like if your career is even gonna like go anywhere because that is just i don't know that's just a bit it's a bit much not very much it's a bit much so like in doing obviously this is your third one so you've been doing this for a while now so like in putting the show together what are some things that like you wish you knew like before you started or like lessons that you've learned I wish I knew how much live bands cost. Live bands are fucking. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> oh my god. I did not know how much live. That's where most of my sponsorship money went to. Live band. I did not know they were that expensive. I mean, obviously, I should have known they were that expensive. Yeah, it makes sense because it's a whole bunch of people. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, fair enough. But like, damn. Trust me, I know that shit is is deep. It was a really like, damn. Um, that's crazy. Okay, yeah. so that like leads me to like my my next question because like I remember like when my dad would like take me to like concerts and shit 
artists performing with like live bands and like actually performing their music live and like reworking their songs for like live performances and all that type of thing it wasn't a thing they would just kind of like cue the tracks and people would just kind of like lip sync and do whatever just like shout over the mic and like there would be no there would be no like live artistry to it right and like I remember a couple of like I remember just seeing a couple of artists that really started to do like their like shows live like I remember going to like a two-faced gig one time and like he had like a whole live set and all that and I was like oh this is this is crazy like this is great and like obviously Asha was always very much into like having like her live sets and all that type of stuff and then slowly and surely it started to like catch on to like more mainstream and all that type of stuff (laughs) and like you seem very you seem to be very much interested in like people like performing their music live and like yeah honestly I don't mind whether you perform your your um performance live or if you have a like a backtrack or something just Mm -hmm. know just know how to perform perform exactly I feel like if you're gonna have this if if you're gonna have the backtrack at least like what is gonna be the distinction between if somebody was gonna sit down in the house and listen and just play that song off of their phone or whatever on a speaker and if they actually came to experience you live like what is that distinction gonna be like is what I think people need to be thinking about exactly because there's some people who sound they're amazing even with um even with a backtrack and it's fine and then there's some people who are like like tommy thomas for example oh my god oh my god goosebumps do you get he's so he's so good jeez yeah i went to a show this past weekend that michael did actually and it was amazing urban life session Mm -hmm. yeah i was watching that on the the stories barry j dapo to burner ifa was amazing Mm -hmm. It was definitely an amazing show. And then I've been to some shows where David O had like a backtrack and because like he had energy and stuff like that, it wasn't, I mean, sometimes David O don't always be on it, but he be, a, he, he don't like, always be on it, but he, he does, he, he does what he does. No, but he's like very energetic. Like energetic. Exactly. And I think that exactly. So it's like, obviously everybody's thing is not going to be the same. Like, while yeah. like everybody has their own shtick, I guess, but it's like, okay, what am I going to take away as an audience member? Like, what was it that made this like an experience for me? Because like, yeah. otherwise, like, what is the point of you even doing a live show? You know, yeah. like, I don't, I don't know. Some people, I'm some people actually cannot perform like perform they don't true. And they definitely need a backtrack. Do you feel like that's something that like you can you can like you can build over time like if you if you if you commit to like wanting to learn how to have like stage presence how to perform Yeah, I definitely I definitely do think so like um Maven for example Maven before they um before they release any of like their artists like all this Ira Star Rema they were mm-hmm. in boot camp, like artist boot camp for like a year and who knows? Maybe they couldn't have. Maybe they could. Maybe they couldn't have. But I'm sure within. But it that definitely year, added something to it. Yeah, I'm sure within that year they were trained. Even if they didn't know how to perform, I'm sure they were trained how to perform. I really want more people to be like invest, especially like okay. So with like with like my career and stuff like that, right? There's a lot mm-hmm. of like BTS that mm-hmm. I get to see and all that type of stuff, and like how much even goes into like talent development and all of these types of things and I just wish because I, I'm I believe so much in like the talent that we have like in Nigerian entertainment industry and I just think that there just needs to be an extra level of like caring 
like yeah. for, it just caring enough about like just the artist developments in like every single like every single aspect of who that artist is going to be and just the branding of the artist I think and I think that the artists that have that and the artists that don't have that like you can you can always kind of tell I think even like even falls on like management and all of these type of things like just the entire team like what is the overall vision like do you guys care enough to like break a glass ceiling and like see like what you can possibly do with this artist because it's it's even more than it's even more than just like the music that the person is producing like yeah who are they how are people even getting to know them and that's why I feel like even performing live is like is 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 a really good opportunity because it allows people like connect you know to like who you are what's your energy like like how do you feel in person yeah I feel that I feel that so like moving forward right like how like your career is obviously going going very well. It is. Um, and I'm and I'm sure you're proud of everything that you've done so far. So like now moving forward, like okay, after the past five years, like what's the next five years kind of like looking like or feeling Let like? Let me tell like, you right now, I don't do? know if you believe, I don't know if you believe in like signs, but I do, do, girl. Got it tattooed I'm, all over my body. Girl, I'm a Sagittarius and we don't do plans, baby. We mm. go with the- we go with the wind. We like. go with the, no. I'm the exact same way. If somebody asked me, I'm a double Aries, and like my rising is Aquarius, so I'm very much like just like vibes. Like my life right now is going off of vibes, but like I think that I don't know when I when people ask me like what my plan is, it's not necessarily plans as to like what I'm going to do. I usually mm-hmm. have plans as to like who I want to be like well, what type of person I like want like who okay five years down the line what kind of woman do I want to be like how do I what do I want my outlook on life to be like yeah. those I mean I always want like, I always want people to see me as like oh she like when people hear my name or like I always wanted to be like damn she helped me with this she helped me mm-hmm. with that exactly that's so, what I'm asking yeah exactly yeah because a lot of people that know me now they'll tell you oh damn yeah she helped me get this she helped me get a job she helped me with this she posted mm-hmm. this person looked up and that's even the whole purpose of most playlists most playlists I want it to be oh you gain an audience you gain yeah. a fan maybe you can even get a sign from it you know that's what I want it to be that is definitely something I, I feel that I feel I have the exact same philosophy towards my life where it's like I know what's going to make me feel fulfilled is like if the people around me can like vouch for the fact that I've been valuable to them yeah, in whatever. Because the thing about planning is like man proposes and God disposes. God disposes. Anything can happen, bro. Especially like when you're in the creative space, like shit is changing by the second. You never even know like what the next like what the next wave is, what else you can hop on, an idea that you don't have today that might actually come tomorrow, all those types of things. So it's like, it's not, there isn't necessarily like any any rubric or any way that you can just be like, okay, this is exactly the path I'm going to be going down. But like, I find that it helps me to just like figure out like, okay, what's like my overall goal? Like what's my philosophy towards whatever I'm doing? And like, how am I going to commit to that? And then that kind of like, allows me figure out okay where do I need to be at that moment so that makes sense I feel yes. that I feel that and I, I think you're definitely already kind of on that path oh, and so you. it's only gonna it's only gonna expand from there you know thank you so much you're, <sighs> a, good, you're a good washout I, I watch everybody that comes on this pod eh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, your boyfriend will be enjoying though my dear whenever whoever comes along 
my love life is a is a catastrophe at the moment don't worry girl it is coming well it's you want you have I mean, to get your first of all exactly i think that i think to be honest i'm actually in this like i might not feel like this tomorrow Sha, but today mm-hmm. i feel like i'm good being alone i don't know to, for context yeah i was in a relationship for five years Holy shit. Yeah. I'm telling you, bro, if I date anybody, I've never dated anybody that long, but let me tell bro, you. Bro, when they talking about Miguel and Nas yesterday at oh, 17 yes. years, how can you? 17 the years. The only way we're separating after five years is one of us has died. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's man. exactly what I thought, child. And then it was me in the situation. And I'm like, oh, oh, shit. But then I'm thinking about how crazy that was after five years. And I'm looking at Miguel and Nas and I'm like, wait. 17 years so like when, when they're, got, they're gonna get back together this they have shit. to right because like i'm like what where the hell are y'all going after yeah. 17 years what are you gonna do how do you not wake up the next day and roll over and expect the other person to be there after 17 years and miguel says when miguel would die he would worry you are crazy you right and again they give us the vibe of like people that are just like very much like madly in love with each other i said love is not always enough love is I'm not sure. enough 100 yeah, sure they, the they had the money in their relationship they had the love in their relationship yeah obviously it was probably love is other- not enough especially after decades yeah, like come well, on actually sometimes people just get tired of each other like look Ooh. at um Cameron and Juju. Cameron, they asked Cameron, they said, why you break up with Juju after 10 years? He said, honestly, he got bored. And obviously, like, we we bash him and stuff like that. But in all honesty, sometimes... It's sometimes, very, very... Yeah, very valid. No, it makes yeah, sense because valid. it's exactly what happened, like, with me. It's just kind of like... And you can outgrow people, too, because yeah. who you were five years ago or 17 years ago or however time it is may not necessarily be who you are today and that person yeah and then in 10 years that time child and that person doesn't want to have a child right i need to move on or maybe at the time 10 years ago the both of you were like oh yeah we're not having kids and then Mm -hmm. 10 years down the line you are like hmm I feel like I might want to have kids. And that person yeah. is like, oh, but I said this. At that point, you guys' like value systems and all that type of stuff is changing. Yeah. I feel like people... Like Jeannie might, like might, for example, she didn't want no kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or she's with Jeezy now. She's pregnant as hell. People can change. People can change. And I think that we need to start normalizing people like just people changing in relationships. It's the same way we normalize that for friendships where it's like, oh, okay, it yeah. doesn't matter how long you've known this person. If you change and like you guys have grown out of each other, then that's fine, you know, wish each other well and move on. But in relationships, we feel like, no, you must die there. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm well, going to die anyway. I'm going to die there after <laughs> things. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. That, that shit is deep. I don't even know if I could. Me, I'm even thinking, can I even be with somebody for 17 years? We'll see, Sha. Yeah, that has to be my husband. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Winnie, for coming on. I really Thank you for having me. Such a fun conversation. Let the people know where they can find you on social media and stuff. Uh, they can find me on Instagram and Twitter, even though Twitter is banned in Nigeria. You can use a VPN or you can just yeah. go to another country. Winnie <laughs> uh, Oshibodu. And um, I have a podcast that uh, is every Tuesday, that comes out every Tuesday with Fresh Shell and OD and Body Way. I think you're my favorite, but that's just because, you know. Oh, thank you. I, but then again, it took me a long time. Like, I don't think I even listened to men on podcasts up until, (laughs) up until like maybe this year. Like, I never listened to no podcast that had niggas on it. (laughs) 
<laughs> so naturally, but yeah, I fuck I fuck with your shit. I I, I mean I be looking, girl. All I right, baby. I appreciate Aries, girl. My boyfriend's an Aries. I get along. Ah! Really, really love that. Love that. Aries boyfriend. No. Keep him. Keep him. <laughs> I get along with Aries very well. Like, they're very chill. They're the opposite of me. I mean, they can turn up when it's time to turn they up. They turn up if it's, yeah. If, if, if yeah, but for the most part, they're chilling. For the most part, I, I be chilling. I'm a calm, I mean, calm babe. Just I'm going off of that. Time for war. You ready for war. <laughs> But I'm why I get Chris Day, but I be keeping it on the low, on the low, you know. Well, it could be. I mean, I need to learn, girl, because I be on go for, on a hundred anytime. I just can't because I don't have me. I I, get I, I live I, in Lagos. I live in Lagos. I have to be true. Sha, true. That that's very true. Any small I thing, a madness has to I come out. I feel that. And I think that that's even one thing that like held me back. I'm just like, man, I'm so averse to stress. Like, you have no idea so i'm just like am i actually ready am i ready but i'm, I'm gonna be ready soon because i have to because i gotta go home to be honest i'm sick of this shit. all right thank you baby i'm gonna talk to you later if i need anything from you i'm gonna um message you okay all right then thank you no problem bye, bye.